Hello and welcome to another lovely Friday. I'm Dan Van Zalen, and I'm here with your host, Andrew Gominson. Hello, Dan. Uh, this is Andrew, and uh, it's great to be with you. And I am here once again to talk to you about one of my favorite places, Master Arts Theater. Now, if you're anything like me, when it gets to long about uh, the beginning of February, uh, you get really sick of winter and you want to kill a certain four-legged rodent known as the groundhog <laughs> uh, because he never seems to predict a shorter spring. I never uh, remember exactly how that's supposed to go, whether if he sees a shadow, it's more spring, or if he doesn't see his shadow, it's more spring. I never remember exactly how it's going to go. All I remember is that it never seems to pretend to a shorter winter. So all that to say, um, if you're like me and you get stir crazy in the winter, you need something to shake off those winter blahs. So I have one possible solution for you on today's show. And that is, um, that I'm going to be profiling the master arts theater showing of when calls the heart, which is coming to master arts theater uh, it opens on Valentine's Day, February 14th, and then runs through Saturday, March 2nd. And so I hope that as you listen to this podcast, then you will jump off here and go get your tickets online. Uh, so tickets will go on sale uh, one month uh, to the day uh, before the production. So about the, about the time this is posted – those tickets will be on sale. Uh, but before, and so I have an interview today with the director, Randall Burkhart, and you'll find that both he and I have a very long-standing connection to this play. But before we do that, let's send it over to Dan for our quote of the day. Elizabeth takes the teaching position on the Canadian frontier. She grows to love the children in her care and to her surprise, a Canadian Mountie. All right. So, and as, as Randy points out in the interview, Randall, that, uh, it's kind of neat that as it being, uh, one of the focuses of it being that it is a romance, that it starts on Valentine's Day. So if you're looking for a reasonably priced, wholesome Valentine's Day, this could be your answer. Um, I first, uh, came to know this story through the fact that my grandma had, um, some Jeanette Oak cassette tapes. And, uh, so then I started reading more of her books, including When Calls the Heart, that this musical is based on. And I say a little bit more about that in the interview. So without further ado, let's roll that interview. I'm very glad today to have on the phone, uh, Randall Burghart, Burghart, who will be directing When Calls the Heart for one of my favorite places, Master Arts Theater, and has graciously agreed to talk to us about it for just a few minutes, so welcome to the show, Randall. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, so to start out, can you talk a little bit about your um, background with Master Arts? How did you come to find out about us and start being yeah, involved? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I've, I've, um, I've been familiar with Master Arts um, really almost since its founding, since I was in college, um, and have been involved in shows with it off and on over the years. Um, I was involved with the production of Fiddler on the Roof um, summer of 2017 and happy to be back directing another show. Um, so talking about When Calls the Heart, 
what draws you to this show? What made you decide you wanted to direct this show? Well, um, Chris McDonald reached out to me um, several months ago, invited me to direct the show, and um, I have a, have a really long history with the show. It was written while I was a college student um, at Cornerstone University, um, written by, uh, let's see, the, the book and the lyrics, or rather the screen, or the page adaptation and the lyrics were written by one of my English professors, David Landrum, and then uh, the music was written by one of my music professors, Orpah Galloway, and they both um, were really, um, uh, really, you know, some of my favorite professors um, played important kind of mentoring roles in my life. That's really neat. I'm pretty sure that I saw that initial production. Um, I was like a 14-year-old boy at the time. I was, no I was a huge Jeanette Oak fan, actually, because my grandma used to have the um, cassette tapes of Love Comes so- of um, of Love's Enduring Promise, which is the second uh, book in her initial series, the Love Comes Softly series. And I liked right. them because they were like Little House on the Prairie. And I grew up right. being yeah. a Little House on the Prairie fan, so I I listened to that uh, a lot. And so yeah. then when, um, and then I read, of course, The Wind Calls the Heart books, and I actually had uh, one of the books. And when Cornerstone did it, um... I got it autographed by Jeanette Oak. She had come in for a meet and greet like the following day during the weekend that it was being done at Cornerstone College. So oh, I, um, that's so nice. So yeah, I have, my, so my, my wife now, uh, we weren't married at the time, but my wife now was, uh, played Sally Clark in that, in that premiere production of it. Okay. So, um, yeah. but anyway, so that I have a, a long term connection to it and actually I didn't realize until I talked to my mom later that it was indeed Cornerstone College that originated um that uh musical. So that was really interesting the connection. So were yep, you right. so were you in that initial production? Um I was not in it but I was serving as a um I don't remember specifically whether I was an assistant director or and it's some kind of a you know, production role. Um, but then some years later, when Cornerstone produced it again, I um, I directed that show. So this will be the second time around for me directing it. Okay, um, so uh, as we get into talking about it, can you tell us a little bit about the casting process and the cast that um, has come together to put this on? Um, uh, there's really a lot of talent that turns up at, at these master arts 
productions, and so it's, um, directors are always presented with the uh, with the fun, but uh, sometimes <laughs> um, sometimes a difficult challenge of, of you know picking out um, you know who's the best of the of so many talented auditioners. I I've shared that chair a couple times, and I would say that casting is definitely the most challenging part of the whole process because you want to get the right people and you don't like letting people down um, by yeah. telling them they didn't make it but yet at the same time you want to have the best production possible for people uh, to come and see so um, you know so I definitely can resonate there so can you talk about some of the, I know you're still kind of early in the rehearsal process but can you talk about um, maybe some of the highlights so far of, of, of directing this and maybe something that sticks out from the rehearsal so far? Well, I mean, I, you know, I, as far as the, the relationships in the, in the show goes, um, you know, we all know it's, it's, um, it's a, it's a romance, right, between, between Wynne Delaney and, um, Elizabeth Thatcher, um, and that, sorry about the noise there. Um, and that's and that's the chemistry between the two of them is, is very important. Um, and uh, and it's but that's, that's an exciting chemistry to see. But one other one other relationship that's actually also very important is it's, um, it's kind of a mentoring relationship between Elizabeth Thatcher and Sally Clark. Um, and and the chemistry between those two actors, um, uh, between um, Kaylee and Hannah, um, these wonderful young actors, um, yeah, you know, fine voices. They sound great together. They sing a duet together. Um, it's one of the that to me has jumped out at this point as a, as a really exciting uh, thing to look forward to. The way these two, you know, they become very much friends uh, during the show. Um, even though it's a teacher to pupil relationship, um, there's even a moment where where the roles kind of are reversed, where the you know the pupil becomes the teacher uh, and the teacher becomes the pupil. So that's um, that's something to look for in the show. That 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 wonderful friendship between Elizabeth Bassett and Sally Clark. Well, that that sounds amazing. Uh, so, what would you say is the most challenging aspect of putting on a show like this? I'm sorry, can you repeat that question? What would you say is the most challenging aspect of putting on a show like this? Well, you know, Master Arts presents, the space presents good, uh, you know, I, I view it as a good challenge. It requires you because of the size of the space, because the
tell us the dates that the show will run? Oh, yes, the dates of the show. Um, they run, uh, they, the show opens on Valentine's Day, in fact, so it's, it's a wonderful, you know, uh, if you want to go on a nice Valentine's Day, it's a, you know, it's a straight up uh, romantic musical comedy um, with, a, with a great message. So it opens on, on February 14th, Valentine's Day, and then runs for three weekends, um, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Um, and, you know, detailed show information uh, can be found at the Master Art Theater um, website. Um, All right, and I and I will go ahead. I was just going to jump in here and say, for those of you who haven't been possibly haven't been to Master Arts Theater, make sure you get your tickets right away because it is an intimate venue. And it, um, the sellout is about 108 seats. So we really want to make sure that if you want to get in to see the show, that you get your tickets right away. So, um. Yes, yeah, yeah. The tickets, the tickets go on sale one month before, uh, before the opening night. So, so January 14th is when, when tickets go on sale. All right. Well, we really appreciate your time, um, talking about this. I just have one final question. Um, if you yep. were, um, if someone were to ask you to sum up in about a minute, uh, what do you think, um, is the biggest reason why someone should come to see this particular show, what would you say? The biggest reason why they should come to this particular show? Yes. You know, I, uh, the central message of the show really is summed up in the title, um, when calls the heart, and um, you know the, the the call of the heart in this instance, you know it, it it operates on a couple of levels, right? One is that kind of you know, immediately recognizable kind of popular level, um, the you know the romance, right? So so Elizabeth goes out west and falls in love with a mountain. <laughs> so that's one level, but more importantly, what Elizabeth. Uh, and and when Delaney does the Mountie, what they both demonstrate in the show, and really some of the other characters as well, is that a heart that is that is attuned to God's will. Um, when you answer that call, um, then you know, you know, then you know that your future is um, forged safely um, and surely in God's hands. So I think that's the real central message of that show. Oh, absolutely. That, um, well, it sounds amazing. Um, I'm going to uh, get my tickets really quick here, um, and I hope that other people will come out and see this wonderful show, and uh, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. You're welcome, Andrew. All right, have a good evening. All right, thanks a lot. Bye. Take care. And there you have... My interview with Randall Burghart, who is directing When Calls the Heart for Master Arts Theater. And uh, that was my interview with Randall, and I hope that you enjoyed that. I know there were some quality issues there uh, that unfortunately could not be helped. I, I think maybe a little bit on both ends. Um, I'm going to try um, to do my best uh, to work out to get some more in-studio interviews uh, with people from Master Arts. I know that was something that 
Uh, Randy and I tried to work out, but it just didn't happen. So, um, I hope that you appreciated this interview and I hope that you will get on, uh, masterarts.org and get your tickets for this show. It's going to be a good one. Um, have you ever been to Master Arts there, Dan? I have not, actually. Um, well, uh, it's definitely a venue worth checking out. Um, I actually discovered it back in 2003 because my brother got asked to try out for Pirates of Penzance, and my mom and my grandma got us all tickets to go uh, to see him in that, and I haven't missed a show since because I got in there and I got hooked. <laughs> Theater is an awesome thing. As I said, uh, it's it's an intimate venue, 108 seats to sell out. So you really have to get your tickets very quickly, which is why I'm trying to record and post these interviews faster than I used to. And so I hope that this will give you plenty of time to jump in and get the tickets and enjoy this wonderful uh, show uh, story from the creative outlets of the people that he mentioned, but ultimately or originally from the creative pen of Jeanette Oak, who was is actually um, considered a pioneer in Christian fiction because uh, her first book came out in 1979. Christian fiction really wasn't a genre back then. Um, so she was a pioneer in more ways than one because she wrote pioneer stories, but she was a pioneer in fiction because she was kind of a first-timer. And, you know, of course, then she started writing then, Everybody and their brother started writing <laughs> Christian fiction, and now you can find a lot of it, some of it good, some of it great, some of it not so good. But uh, it's so exciting um, to be have this story. I have a chance to see it come alive once again, and I hope that as many people as can will uh, take advantage of going to MasterArts.com or calling the box office at uh, 616-455-1001. During business hours, which are 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. And that's, I think that's all I have for you this week. But I hope that you have a great weekend and that you keep serving the best masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 